Hey, Angel fans, we continue our roster recap, and we're looking at the outfield today. What's Taylor Ward's status? How many games will Mike Trout be in center field, and will he play a complete season? And what does the signing of Aaron Hicks mean for Mickey Moniak, but more specifically for Joe Adele? Let's get started. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you'd like to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Super Halo content, here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're watching or listening, come on over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more. And new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Next time I do a solo show, it's going to be Locked John Angels. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that, you, you accidentally stumbled upon one of the greatest jokes i think the show will ever have locked john angels locked there you go. john angels <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here everybody happy monday to you and thank you for making locked on angels your first listen of the day you've got the first brothers here with you aka the super halo bros my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john hey we're here five days a week all the way through the 2024 season so we're happy to be here with you listen I know I said that mike and i were either going to be really excited or really heartbroken but just full disclosure we are recording this before the Super Bowl. So yeah. future future <laughs> you, you who knows the result of the Super Bowl, be gentle, be kind. Yeah. Because yeah. as of this moment, Mike and I are living in the past. So yep. uh, the the world is our oyster and the Super Bowl is still up for grabs for and us at you, this point. Do you hear my voice? I'm still getting over a stupid cold and my voice <laughs> probably is going to be even worse after the Super Bowl, depending on if the Niners win or lose. So yes, we're speaking to you from the past, but we have a lot of present talk to yes. talk about today, don't we, John? Absolutely, Mike. We're continuing our roster recap. In case you missed it last week, all five days we covered the infield, and now we're headed out to the outfield. And, Mike, I think it's super important for us to start with a guy who's on everybody's mind this season, Mike Trout. Let's talk about Mike Trout. Johnny, this is uh, – he's the epitome of this phrase. If he's healthy, watch out, right? Because oh, Mike Trout is a healthy ball player. He is the best ball player on the planet. And yeah. I think that this could be a good year for him if he's healthy. Now, Trouty hasn't played more than 119 games since 2019. Mm -hmm. He played in 82 games last year before he broke his hamate bone. And this was tough, Johnny, because Trout said he felt good. He felt good physically. He's yeah. got and done a lot of work, got a lot of help around him. But a bone and in your hand specifically, it's just not something that you can prevent. It was one of those things where when it happened, we all went, oh, again. And it wasn't like he was running bases, right? It wasn't like he was pulling up a hammy. It was something he just couldn't prevent. I got to say, you know how much Mike Trout loves golf? Yeah. And he even opened his own course and whatnot. Uh, the hamate bone fracture is a common yeah. golfer injuries right. so right mike maybe lay off the golf a little bit there my right. friend <laughs> that's for retirement anyway right that's yeah, not exactly. for now that's for retirement johnny in those 82 games that trout did get in he slashed 263 a 367 on base 490 slugging and an 858 
OPS with even, an OPS plus of 131. Even with a 263 batting average. Yeah. Yeah. He's got an 858 OPS and a 131 OPS plus. Good grief. 31% better than league average, even with a 263 batting average. A bad average. Mike Trout season will net you $30 million, <laughs> right? Yeah. A bad Mike Trout season is your favorite player's best season. Let's say that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that was noticeable last year, and it's been noticeable the last few years, is Mike Stri- I almost said it both. Mike's strikeouts. <laughs> Mike Strout. Uh, yes. Mike's strikeouts seem like seem like they're going up. According to fan graphs, he was striking out at about the same pace he's been striking out the last three years. So they weren't going up. But if you compare him to 2019, Mike mm-hmm. Trout, his K percentage has gone up. In 2019, it was 20%. And last season, Johnny, it was 28.7%. So mm-hmm. it has increased in the last three years, but in the last three years, he's been about 27 to 28 in his K percentage. So if you've noticed, like it feels like he's striking out a lot. That's true, but not necessarily year to year. It's been a big gap, almost four years since he's not struck out as much as he has recently. Mike, I think the big question here, is that a sign of regression or lack of playing time due to injury. Here's here's what I have to say, because it's so easy for us as fans, and I see this everywhere, and I see the sentiment that, oh, Mike Trout, he's on that regression path. Yeah. Here's what you need to look at when it comes to regression. You got to look at the hard hit percentage, how hard he's hitting the ball, what's his average exit velocity, what's his max exit velocity, and you got to look at his sprint speed. And you got to look at the fact that when he was in the outfield last year, he had some of the best jumps of his career, reading the ball off the bat and jumping toward the ball and getting there efficiently. That doesn't say regression. That's that's like when that stuff starts slowing down, when 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 he's hitting the ball a little bit weaker or he's not having uh, as much uh, of an efficient route out in the outfield, that sort of thing. That's regression. And that's how you know that age is becoming a factor. And the truth is, it's not Mike Trout regression. I think it's Mike Trout getting figured out. And we've seen this before. You and I had a conversation, gosh, was it two years ago now, um, about the fact that Mike Trout is the king of adjustments? Actually, you know what? I think that was the beginning of this season because he went out against the Orioles and did exactly what we said he was going to do, (laughs) where... He, he saw where the pitch was going to be and where guys were getting him out. So obviously somebody said, hey, Trout, these guys are getting you out at this part of the strike zone. You need to be looking for the ball there. And sure enough, he went out and he hit a home run like the next day after our show. I got to find yeah. that clip again because it, it's a short on our YouTube page. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. So if you want to find that clip, it's certainly there. But I'll, I'll resurface that clip again because I think uh, that, score one for the good guys. Good information. Yeah, yeah, it's good information, and and it felt good to be like, here's the problem, and then Trout went out and fixed it the very next day. Yeah, you you bring up a really good point in that he's you know w- with his numbers and hard hit percentage that that's an indication if it's regression if those are going down and they're not going down. And here's another stat that I thought was interesting, John. Trout wasn't chasing balls out of the zone hmm. last year. Seventy-two percent of his swings were in the zone and 22 were outside of the zone yeah his zone swing was the highest of his career he was just missing pitches 
And it was that high and inside fastball at the top of the zone that he was missing that he needed to make adjustments on. And so I don't think that it's really about Trout regressing. I think it's about Trout needing to adjust based upon the pitchers adjusting to him, right? Exactly. This is an issue that Mike Trout has had in the past. I think it was even during the 2014 season. I think it was one of the highest strikeout rates of his career was 2014, I think. Which is surprising because that was an MVP year for him. Great year, yeah. Um, and they got to the playoffs. But Mike, at the beginning of that season, everybody was throwing it in high and tight at Trout, and yep. he was having trouble catching up with it. And then he adjusted, and then the league readjusted. That's that's what baseball is. It's a game of adjustments and readjustments and re-readjustments. And so I think Mike Trout needs to readjust to the way that pitchers are attacking him because if you have the opportunity to keep Mike Trout off the bases – or prevent him from getting a hit, that's that's the number one guy that you're going to study forwards and backwards and figure out how you're going to get him out. So if Mike Trout can close that hole in his swing, I think he's going to have a very good 2024. There's been a lot of conversation too about like, hey, should he play left field? Should you get him off of his feet with the DH spot? It will be open. I think the Angels have made a move, Johnny, that might give Trout a bit of flexibility as to where he plays. Now, Perry said he's going to play center, right? But it gives him some flexibility to not have to be out there all the time. And you can fill in a really great Mike Trout with a really great defender in Aaron Hicks. And Mm -hmm. that's who they signed, right? And a lot of us know the story of Aaron Hicks. He was on the Yanks, really struggled. They let him go. And then the Orioles signed him. And he ended up being a really great piece for their playoff run Mm -hmm. and is really good against lefties and that's the biggest key i think for him and specifically when we get to talk about mickey moniac him coming in and being somebody that is going to hit really hard against lefty starters when you have somebody like moniac who has struggled against lefty starters starters so john what are your expectations on hicks playing in center field and mike trout dh'ing and what are your expectations on hicks playing maybe all of the positions in the outfield yeah I think we're going to see him in all three positions depending on the situation I mean you might even see a situation where Mickey Moniak is in center field he's younger he's faster I'm sure but Hicks is certainly a a capable defender out there but you you said something a couple of days ago and you said it just now that Perry Manassian said Mike Trout is going to be the center fielder for the Angels and a few days ago you said and that's the right answer and I think you meant to put quotes around that the right answer is the diplomatic answer of yeah perry saying you know hey where's child is he gonna move from center field and perry goes no he's our center fielder and i like the way that he shut that down because you don't make that decision without consulting with mike trout this season and there will come a time where that conversation needs to happen but you go back and look at trout's defensive year last year shockingly one of the better defensive years he's had in center field so he must be feeling good his body must be feeling great and whatever he's doing to keep himself healthy is working again like you said the hamate bone freak accident you can't control that it's just going to happen now i think the procedure is they just remove the bone entirely so that won't be a problem (laughs) yeah anymore but regarding aaron hicks mike i think when you have a situation where you need somebody to come in against a lefty He's going to be available. And you're right, Mickey Moniak, as much as we've cheered for him and we're excited about him, struggles against lefties, the lefty-lefty matchup. Somebody else who struggles against lefties is Joe Adele. So I don't expect that he's going to be in there against lefties very often either. 
And I was iffy on the Hicks signing, but at this point, I, I think I was iffy because I was like five outfielders. Yeah. But really there's, there's room for five outfielders. Like it's, it's a manageable thing to have five outfielders on this roster and you're not losing any other spots as well. So I, I'm excited for Aaron Hicks. I think that he's going to be, uh, he's going to bring what he brought to the Orioles to the Angels this season. Hey, we want to thank you for making Lockdown Angels your first listen every single day. We're just getting started here on Lockdown Angels. Coming up, we're talking about Taylor Ward and asking, is he going to be ready for 2024? Well, Taylor says so. So let's talk about that in just a minute. Hey, today's Lockdown Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. You can enjoy the games that you watch and you can win some extra cash with FanDuel. So it's a win-win. FanDuel is a great betting app that gives you all the clarity and help that you need. First time betting, no problem. They're going to explain how it works. Long time better, even better. I like that I did that. Uh, You're going to love how accessible the app really is. Plus, you'll appreciate all the ways that you can bet on all the games. And right now, new customers like you, when you join today, you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Johnny, question for you. When it comes to betting, are, are you are you good at it? Do you win or do you find yourself not betting because you aren't good at it? I, I'm scared to bet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, same. Same. I, I'm just straight up scared to bet because as much as I love our angels and want to believe in them, I, I, that's my problem with betting is I want to believe in something more yes. than I I'm, I'm smart about it sometimes. Yeah. So that's my, that's my uh, fatal flaw. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. And if you're like John and I, here's what's great about FanDuel is they give you all the help and the clarity that you need, especially yes. if you're brand, brand new to this. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get signed up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And you can make every moment more with FanDuel an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Hey, everydayers, don't forget to jump on over to Locked On Sports today. Maybe after you're done here with Mike and I on Locked On Angels, head on over there because they got all the top stories of the day across the sports world on the world's first 24-7 national sports streaming channel. Of course, they'll be talking about the Super Bowl. Like I said, don't say anything. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're, don't spoil us. You're in the future. We're in the past. But we do want you to head on over to Locked On Sports today. So hit subscribe on YouTube and be part of the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel. John, did you catch the interview with Taylor Ward and Trent Rush on Angels Recap? Yes. Uh, I, I thought it was really interesting. What, one of my biggest takeaways was that Taylor said, hey, I've been in the cage since November. Yeah. And so uh, I'm ready to go. And I I love that. That was encouraging. Any Anything that stood out to you or any any thoughts that I just, he shared? I just, I just had a thought of like, man, if I'm in Taylor Ward's position and I need to get used to ba- baseballs like flying at me, I'm yeah. going to pull a happy Gilmore. I'm going to get Dude, in the batting cage the with, the, with the gear and just, come <laughs> yeah. on, oh yeah, I got it. Yep. Hit me, hit me. <laughs> 365 days until tryouts. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I love that. That's what he said. I love that he said, I'm ready to go. I love that he said, like, I've been in the cage. So that that's the biggest question, right? It's not just the physical side of things because you're going to heal up, but it is the mental game and mental right. game and baseball is tough. And so it sounds like all indications from what Taylor said, it sounds like he's ready to go. And we also learned, John, that he won his arbitration case against the Angels. He got right. 4.8 million. Angels uh, countered with 4.3. That was that was suggested by the team. So good on Taylor Ward. Here's the thing about Ward, Johnny. He's been a slow developer. And a mm-hmm. lot of those Epler guys 
have been slow developers. He was drafted by the Angels in the first round of the 2015 draft. I, I didn't know this when I was looking up information. The Tampa Bay Rays drafted him in 2012 out of high school. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's but then he went, yeah, then he went to college. So I got, gosh, if the Rays want to draft you, then it's probably a good idea that the Angels <laughs> drafted him, right? <laughs> right? Or did debut in 2018, but it wasn't until his age 28 season when things started to click. And that was in the year 2022. Johnny, give us the slash line. Cause it's a pretty impressive slash line. From 2022. Yeah, 2022, he slashed a, a 281 batting average, a 360 on base. Listen to this, 473 slugging. Wow. That adds up to an 833 OPS. 800 is outstanding, by the way. Yep. So 833 is fantastic. Mike, a 134 OPS plus, which means he was 34% better than league average. And you know what's crazy about that? You and I were very excited. Angel fans were excited about the start that Taylor Ward was off to in yep. 2022. And credit to Joe Madden for believing in Taylor Ward because coming into spring training, we weren't exactly sure what the plan was with him. And Joe Madden said, no, he's my everyday right fielder. That's where he's going to play. And that gamble paid off because he got off to a hot, hot start. And yeah. what's crazy to me is that remember he ran into a wall. He literally, uh, yeah. literally hit a wall. Yeah. Uh, both, both <laughs> in uh, his performance and in right field, which is why he's over in left field now, by the way. And it ended up giving him some nerve damage in his yep. neck and his shoulder. And we know it as a stinger, but it, it starts in the neck and it works its way down to your arm. You get that, you get that burning sensation, right? But here's the thing. Before he ran into that wall, he was leading the league in batting average. He was leading in on-base percentage, slugging percentage. And then after he ran into that wall, he just wasn't the same. So to see that he ended up with the slash line that he did, because we all saw how things started to go downhill after he ran into the wall and got injured. Yeah. For him to come out of 2022 with that slash line and that 134 OPS plus, it's just amazing to me. Right. So he starts off 2023, and it wasn't the same Taylor Ward. He was a very different guy. But as the summer arrived, he gets hot. Summer gets hot, right? The months get hot. Mm -hmm. And now with Pujols. That would happen with Pujols, right? By, by oh, June, yeah. July, he's suddenly this great, great player again. Yeah. He led the league, Johnny, Taylor Ward did, in runs batted in in July. And then that's when he got hit in the face in Toronto. This poor guy. <laughs> Yeah, he, he gets stuff thrown at him, and and he runs into stuff. He throws himself <laughs> at stuff. Like, right, just good grief, man. And he ended up missing the rest of the year. And up until yep. that point, Ward was slashing a two fifty three batting average, three thirty five on base, a four twenty one slugging, and a you know a modest seven fifty six OPS, a one hundred five OPS plus. But he had fourteen home runs, Mike, and had forty seven RBIs up to that point. So coming off this injury and coming into twenty twenty four. What do you expect from Taylor Ward? Well, I think there's a couple of things that we need to watch. First, last year, Ward improved his K percentage. It went from 21.3 to 19.6. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't swinging as much and missing as much. Second, Ward swung at more pitches in the zone. We talked about Mike Trout doing this. Ward was doing it as well. Last year, 68% of pitches he swung at in the zone, 66 the year before. But here's why his numbers were lower than the previous years. His walk rate, Johnny, was down totally. and he swung at a lot more balls 
out of the zone than he did in previous years. And so those are two things that really affected his batting average and his slash line last season. I think that's a number of things playing into that, Mike, including the emphasis that Marcus Timms put on swinging at pitches in the zone. I think it just yes. made everybody much more aggressive. It certainly yes. paid off in some respects. I mean, the Angels were uh, not – they were in the top ten and hitting home runs last year, but uh, you got to make adjustments and you got to know – when the right moment to swing is and when the right moment to take a pitch is. And with Taylor Ward, perhaps there was an element of knowing what he did in 2022 and wanting more of that and pressing mm. a little bit more because you're right. The patience was way different. You and I, during our first season at lockdown angels were blown away at Taylor Ward's eye at the plate. Yeah. And that seemed to go away. And it was, it was a big question for us this season was, how come he's not as patient or how come he's not yeah. seeing the pitches as well as he used to? So I think that's the result of one pressing and then two, the Marcus Tim's approach of hitting at pitches in the zone and trying to crush those for a home run. I think it led to him being a lot less patient in 2023. Tell me what you think about this fan graph projection, 263 batting average for Taylor Ward, 347 on base, 450 slugging, 797 OPS with a weighted run created plus of 118. Is that a, uh, a classic Taylor Ward season? Or do you think that you would take the over that we might see the Taylor Ward of early 2022? No, I'm, I'm looking at that slash line. If, if that's over the course of a full season, that seems right in line with what I think Taylor Ward can do because yeah. yeah you've got that 450 slugging he's gonna hit you some doubles and triples and home runs and a 263 average i think that's a that's actually pretty accurate to me I, I, you know i'm not a fan of projections i think that right. they're helpful yeah. but uh sometimes i'm just like get out of here um this one i'm really impressed i think it's right in line with what taylor ward is going to do this season if he gets a full season with the halos yeah because that's another question i want to bring up mike is is you and i've talked about this before if anybody's on the move in this outfield for a trade or whatnot to me it's got to be taylor ward i know yeah. that uh a lot of people like the production that he's brought at the same time i think if anybody's expendable it's going to be him because yep. you have teams that really want a guy like Taylor Ward and specifically want Taylor Ward. And you also have guys in Mickey Moniak and Joe Adele who have years ahead of them and years of control ahead of them. And I, I will say this, I know that there's some concern about like, well, they brought in Aaron Hicks. Does that mean they're going to dump somebody or trade somebody? Not for a one-year deal guy, not, not, and that's totally short-sighted if they do bring Aaron Hicks and send off one of these outfielders. So in my opinion, I don't think that they will make that move unless it's like a trade deadline move. The only way I see somebody getting moved in that outfield is if they spring for Cody Bellinger. And at this point, I don't think the Angels are going to do it. But if there was a moment where they were they would consider moving somebody, I think it would have to be for Bellinger, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that if you're going to trade a piece, Taylor Ward is probably the sexiest piece, right? Because he's got some years of arbitration still left, and he's an established major league player. He's and, got a and track you, record, yeah. You, and you don't have that with the next two guys we'll talk about here in a minute, Moniak and Joe Adele, but 
I think that the track record really is beneficial for because teams that will want him are going to be teams that are competitive, that are in a playoff yes. race. Yes. And they're going to have the pieces, right? They're going to have the rookies or the minor league guys to be able to trade for a piece like Taylor Ward. Mike, we're going to get into right field and who projects to play over there is likely Mickey Moniak, likely Joe Adele. And coming out of spring last year, there was some talk about if the Halo should keep Moniak in the majors because he had such a strong spring training, uh, but he was sent to the minors, didn't stay there long, but the issue was they signed Brett Phillips to a major league deal. Yeah, uh, he was uh df not dfa but uh he was put through waivers and and was able to be outrighted to salt lake and so he was in the minors for the angels last year and then came back up at the end of the season but the conundrum there was oh great you just signed this guy for a major league deal which means you have to put him on the team and you have this guy in mickey moniak who's tearing it up in spring training but the good news is that we ended up seeing him on may 12th of 2023 and played well. He slashed a 280 batting average, a 307 on base, Mike, a 495 slugging percentage, yeah. and an 802 OPS with an OPS plus of 113. Now, there was some streakiness to <laughs> Mickey Moniak, right? And when right. he gets hot, he's a tough out. But when he's struggling, not taking too many pitches, uh, really swinging and missing against like the lefties. I know that he did get a, a home run off of a lefty, which you and I were excited about but you're going to need more than one home run off a of lefty to prove yeah. your case against lefty. So Mike, with, with the hitting coach change and a philosophy change, what are we going to see from Mickey Moniak in your opinion? Johnny, I think because Johnny Washington is coming in here, he's a guy, and he said this, he's a guy who will work with each player specifically to their abilities, to what mm -hmm. they can actually do. I think Johnny, that Marcus Tim's philosophy for Moniak worked really well. Yeah. And so I don't know if you want to move away from that. I would love to see the on-base percentage go up from 307. But, lit, I mean, a 495 slugging last year yeah. in the games that he played? John, I think you got to look at that and go, maybe telling Moniak to attack was one of the best things that they taught him last year. And if he starts to struggle, then maybe make the adjustments and tell him, hey, you need to take a pitch or you need to do this. But I think coming out of the gate, they should tell him, swing at your pitch. And doesn't matter if it's the first pitch or if it's the third pitch, swing at your pitch because he showed last year that he's a really good hitter and has a good eye for his pitch. And when he has that good eye, he's going to hit it a long way. You and I, uh, we've covered a lot of <laughs> Luis Renjifo last week because of the uh, infield conversations. And I want to equate what I'm about to say to Mickey Moniak with the fact that they added Aaron Hicks and with the fact that if there's a lefty on the mound you'll likely see Aaron Hicks in there instead of Mickey Moniak or even Joe Adele and then in the infield you'll see Drury at first because Sean Owell's a lefty you don't want that lefty lefty matchup you'll see Renjifo at second because as a switch hitter he hits lefties very well so here's what I'm saying the Angels have the ability to make all of these guys look really good yeah if they play the matchups because think about it if mickey moniak is seeing less ab's 
against the lefty through the course of the season, and he's hitting against righties, and you think about that for the uh, for the Renhifo case where he's facing lefties a lot, and like their stats are going to look outstanding, Mike. Right. And I think what I'm trying to say is, you, the Angels have the versatility and the and the ability and and the pieces to move around to make all of these guys look really good at the end of the day, right? Yeah, I, and, and you brought up Joe Adele. I think he needs a really good opportunity, and I think he needs to look really good. And yeah. they need to set him up to win. John, Adele last year in AAA had a full year, and you and I have been asking for that. Fans have been asking for that because he needed the time, and he proved that that time helped him to become a better hitter mm-hmm. and a better defender. His slash line last year, 273, 375 on base, 586 slugging and a 961 OPS in AAA with 27 home runs, 57 RBIs. John, what a year he had. It was amazing. If the A's end up playing in Salt Lake while they wait for Vegas, Joe Adele is going to be an MVP with 60 (laughs) home runs because we're going to face the A's in Salt Lake. Um, Mike, he needed a full confident season in the minors to work out the the mental blocks in his head. You, You could watch it from your TV or from on your couch watching your TV, you could yeah. see the mental frustration and the mental blocks in Joe Adele's head when he's at the plate or in the outfield in like 2022 and 21. Like, I don't, I don't think you have, you could physically feel it more than you could with, right. with Joe Adele. Yeah. And yeah. he needed a confident season where Stella gets her groove back. Joe Adele gets his groove back, right? And what thank you. And <laughs> and for him to put up that slash line in AAA yeah. is huge. And we know the numbers are inflated. We understand that. But it's still got to feel pretty dang good to hit a slash line like that and hit that many home runs, 27. And to me, I think when you when you build up your confidence like that, then you're ready for the major leagues. And I think in the short time we saw him, unfortunately, he had an oblique injury. Um, he, we saw that confident Joe Adele. So that's that's who I want to see this season. I want to see a confident Joe Adele. Yeah. And they got to give him an opportunity, Mike. He's played 16 more games than a full season of baseball across, let's see, 20, 21, 22, 23, four years. It's yeah. taken four years for Joe Adele to play one full season of Major League Baseball. And that's not enough. It's basically been his rookie season for the last four years. That's my opinion. I would love to see Joe Adele get a huge opportunity, a great opportunity, not just because I want to see him develop as a player, but there's something about Joe Adele's energy, John, that I really love and appreciate. And when he comes through in big moments, he just brings a whole lot of fire to this team. And that's the thing that they lacked. They, They didn't have appropriate fire last year. They had like angry fire this year. They need good vibes. They need good energy. They need excitable moments where they're thrilled. They're fist pumping. They're excited. Like they need Joe Adele making that diving catch in left field and sliding and catching it and then getting up and going boom, 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 like fist pump it like that. I love that moment. And I want to see more of that from Joe Adele. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, every day is Locked On is launched. The first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. 
give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnAngels and at SuperHaloBros on Twitter and Instagram. Listen, if something happens and you're waiting between episodes but you want our immediate thoughts, we'll either be posting a video here on YouTube if you're watching or we'll just be tweeting and and sharing our thoughts uh, about what the Angels have done. So if something happens, be on the lookout for us on social media. Whether you're watching or listening, come on over to YouTube, find today's show, get in the comment section and hit that like button on your way to the comment section. It's the best way that you can help us out and the best way to reach Mike and I and, and have a conversation about the Angels with us. Mike, again, I know that we're in the past, so tomorrow all bets are off. You can you can make fun of us or you can celebrate with us when it comes to the Super Bowl. Mike, we we before we get to the pitching and starters and whatnot, what do we have on deck for Tuesday's show? You and I are gonna put together our lineups. Who's leading off, who's hitting cleanup, who's batting ninth. We're gonna share that with you on tomorrow's show but we'd also love in the comments you to give us your lineups Mm. because we would love to share that with our lockdown every day or so join us as we put our lineups together before we talk about the pitchers tomorrow on locked on angels i'm looking forward to that conversation we hope you'll come back and join us until then my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john thanks for being here with us and we'll see you back here on tuesday tuesday